Hi, everyone. This is Andre, one of your hosts of Tales of Our 20s, a podcast about navigating your 20s. With me today, I have my co-host, Leslie. Hi, guys. We're back. And today, we're talking about a very special event. Leslie is leaving her 20s next week and turning 30. So today is a very special interview episode about Leslie's um, experience in her in her thirties or in her twenties. Lol, in her twenties. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> First of all, Leslie, how are you? How's your week been? Um, it's pretty good. I actually was like, oh, it's Thursday today, but it's not. It's Wednesday. So jokes on. Wait. Me. Oh no, it is Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like it's going by really slow just because work has kind of slowed down a little bit for me. So I get all my stuff done in the morning. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, literally just surfing the web, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So then I'm just like, okay, when is it going to be Friday? But no, it's been, it's just been a chill week, I think. But I ran two miles on Tuesday or Monday. It was Monday. Wow. I know. Because I injured my shoulder, which you know about, right? So my mom's a physical therapist, y'all. So she told me, okay, I can't really do any lifting until it heals. But so I'm basically just doing like cardio or body weight exercises. Um, So I was like, okay, you know what? We'll go to the gym and run two miles. I haven't done that in a while. So my whole body my like legs are so sore i'm like limping everywhere it's kind of pathetic oh i know what that's like actually but yeah when i first started working out i don't know if you remember um <laughs> we did like the stairmaster the stairmaster and i was literally sore for like so just so like the most sore i've ever been in my life and at the time, Leslie and I worked at the same place. And so we were just like <laughs> hobbling around the office. <laughs> I mean, we I used to kill on the Stairmaster, right? But You did, you did. But to be yeah. honest, I don't even do it anymore. And now I'm just too scared because it's so hard. Like, it's just so hard to do the Stairmaster for 10 minutes. And then ideally you want to be on there for like 20, I think. That's just horrible. I just hate it. <laughs> Dang, for 20 minutes? I do cardio for like 10 minutes when I work out. That's it. I think I do like really light cardio, so I don't really... It's like 20 minutes is probably like 10 minutes if I'm really pushing myself. (laughs) If I were to really push myself. But anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my week, I guess. What about you? How Um, how's it going? It's good. I am unemployed and living my unemployed life (laughs) and enjoying my unemployed life. So... Um, but it's going good. Interviewing and I have a couple companies to hit back, as you know. But mm-hmm. um, I applied for a job today, actually, and they rejected me within like two hours. Are you kidding? I was like, okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> 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 I was like, at least y'all are quick. Like, I, <laughs> I can move on with my life. Don't have so. to worry, wonder about that one. Right, right. Yeah. So um, that's cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing really going on. I, um, I've been studying for grad school, as you know. So unemployed, being unemployed is actually like really conducive to that. It's kind of nice. You know, I don't have to worry about um, 
like a nine to five, well, an eight to five job. There, there are no nine to five jobs. I don't know why anyone says that. Um, but like an eight to five job, um, getting in the way. So I have like a lot of time to study, which is dope. So that's nice. It kind of worked out in my favor that way. That's true. I got my master's half, like half of my master's done when I was unemployed. And then the latter half when I was employed and I had to finish my master's was just so difficult. It was very hard. You know, so. That honestly sounds like the worst. Like the last thing I want to do after working all day is coming home and stuff. Oh, for real. And then, so when I got my master's, I was like 26, I think. So, I mean, that's like peak 20s, right? And I had just moved to San Antonio. So That's when you got it? Like that's when you graduated or when you started? I think I started when I was 26. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what I, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Something like that. I can't even remember. Time moves so quickly now when you're old and gray like me. Just kidding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No. So when I got my, when I was doing the last half of my master's, I just moved to San Antonio. So I was like making friends and hanging out with people. But then it was like, everybody's like, oh, let's go do stuff on the weekend. And then I just had to be... I couldn't commit because I had homework or an exam right, and right. I was just sad about everything. <laughs> but then I finished. <laughs> so that's over. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least you're done for now. For now. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this episode is just going to be like a really chill chit chat with us because um, yeah, we're just going to take it easy. Yeah, so I found some questions on the internet about questions that you should answer before you turn 30. So I'm going to ask Leslie those, and we'll see how uh, how insightful her answers are. This first one, bit of a doozy for a number one question. <laughs> uh, if you were to die tomorrow, would you feel satisfied with your life? Um. My boyfriend would will like hate this like answer because I always say, "If I die, it's my time." But <laughs> it's my time. It's my time. And I think it's because my mom kind of ingrained that in me. Um, mm-hmm. She works with like a lot of elderly people, so and she mm-hmm. like works in the med field, so death is like kind of what they experience more often than other people. Um, but I think so. Um, I try not to live with, like, any regrets, to be honest. Like, obviously, there are a lot of things I wish I could go back and change um, and do over. But for the most part, no, I don't live with a lot of regrets. And I feel like I have done a lot of stuff in my Mm -hmm. 30 years of existence. Like, I went to college, got my master's, which is, like... I mean, they're lifestone, like milestones, but um, they're not everything, right? But I've traveled a lot. I have a lot of great friends. I've made a lot of good relationships. Um, and honestly, getting old really scares me. So <laughs> maybe if I die tomorrow, I'd, I'd just avoid all that. <laughs> You'd be good. <laughs> but um, no, I think I am very satisfied with my life right now, obviously like we've been talking recently, there are a lot of things where that are just like up in the air. Like I don't have any answers to like, what am I going to do? But 
for the most part, I feel okay with what I've done and where I am. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, question two. What is your unique value proposition? And so this is like, this it's weird because I only know this because I worked in marketing, but this is like something that makes you an individual or something only something only you can do. So I think this is asking, like, what do you bring to the table of life? <laughs> there is only one Leslie on this planet, and you're True looking facts. at her. Um, <laughs> that's, like, a really tough one because I've never thought that I was special in any way. I've always thought, like, oh, I'm just Leslie, you know, just me doing me. Um and I've, I've never really had, I feel like you guys think that I'm like a leader in a way because I mom everybody and I plan everything. But like, I'm not that your value proposition has to be like you're a manager or a boss or whatever, but I don't really like being center of attention a lot of the time in a group full of strangers. But I mm-hmm. guess like my value proposition would be, I just think, um, hopefully I'd like, when people think of me, they just think of someone who they can count on and rely on and will always have their back and who will always tell them the truth, even if they don't like it. Um, I think you do that. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're really good at doing that actually. So, um, I think that would be my value proposition because I always, I also like to try to be neutral about a lot of things. Cause before when I was younger, I was like a firecracker and I would always be the first one to fight and take people's sides and, <laughs> you know, um, but now I'm trying to be more of like, I want to listen to both sides or I want to see it from other points of views before I like make a decision, you know, mm. and not be so judgy, I guess. So, but I try just to be um, someone who people can trust and rely on for the most part. So, Okay, dope. That's a good answer. Like, if this was a job interview, so far you're killing Ooh, it. Oh, cool. <laughs> Let me go put my two weeks in. <laughs> <laughs> um, question three. Who inspires you the most? Other than Beyonce. Um... Other than Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Out of my friend group or just people that I know personally, um, I think everybody inspires me. It's really, it's like a cop-out, but. Okay. So, yeah, so it's like, that's kind of a cop-out answer. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, I just, like, when I look at everybody individually, there are things that I realize that I wish that I could have more of, like, their trait. You know what I'm saying? Like you, okay. you're really good at just um, being level-headed, I think. Sometimes you're crazy. But for the most part, like rational things <laughs> like jobs and relationships, for me, I get really emotional. And I feel like, I mean, you're emotional too. But you can kind of draw a line in the sand and like keep keep your cool and stuff. And then like mm-hmm. my sister is super smart and I wish I had like, her brain and her talent, mm. you know, and then my best friend Katrina is so 
she's like the life of the party all the time. And I wish I could just be a little more free and relaxed like her, you know? So all these people that are in my life and have stayed in my life, I feel I can all, I try, I learn things from them, you know? And that's why I'm like, okay, I try to be, I try to see things from other people's points of views or their perspective because I don't want to just be stuck in my own bubble and personality. And I don't want to be held back by that. But I guess if I had to choose one person, um, I guess I would choose, I think, actually, I really don't even know. This is like a really tough question. That's okay. What if it's like, what if it's a celebrity? Who is a celebrity that inspires you? Uh, or someone that's in the public eye? <laughs> um, the Kardashians inspire me, which is a really, some people are going to think a stupid answer. <laughs> but they do. because they, That is not what I was expecting. Because <laughs> they have like, they have such confidence. And I know people will say like, okay, well, their bodies are like botched and whatever. And maybe they are, but um they're pretty confident. And, you know, as, like, a woman, you you want to be as confident as that sometimes. And they also have used their – they have taken their opportunities and made an empire out of that. Oh, my God. Facts. So it's, like – I say that all the time. So it's, like, even though, yeah, they're probably not the smartest people or the nicest people or the most politically correct sometimes. It's, like, if they inspire me because it's, like, they saw an opportunity. They took it. And now they have an empire. Obviously, mm. they also were born with opportunities, some could say. Um, but I'm just, like, low-key obsessed with them. Obviously. <laughs> do you watch? Obviously. I was like, do you watch their show? Yes, I do. What? I didn't know that. I just like trash TV. I've always loved trash TV. So, And they're kind of trash TV. It's like where you, sometimes you can hate them and then sometimes you can love them. Versus, like, a lot of trash TV, like, The Real Housewives, where you just, like, 100% hate these people. <laughs> That's true. So That's true. You know, I actually watched... I've only watched one season, and it was when Kim started dating Kanye. Because I was like, oh, my God, she's dating Kanye. He's going to be on the show all the time. And like, he's literally not. He was. I think he was on that... In that season for, like, a grand total of five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> so. I used to hate the Kardashians. And then I start. I just got, I don't know, I just got sucked into their portal. Like, I just can't. I mean, so they're, like, one of the celebrity families that I feel like are pretty influential. Do they inspire me? Maybe not. But I'm pretty, I'm just, like, obsessed with them low-key. And I guess people-wise, I'm really inspired. This sounds really corny. Um, By my boyfriend. Because he's someone who, like, works so hard. And the thing about me is, like, I grew up in a family where my parents, I'm really fortunate. I have two parents who are pretty successful, right? So I never had to grow up really wanting anything or feeling any kind of, like, financial hardships or whatever. I went to, like, private school all my life, you know, and... um but my boyfriend had kind of like the opposite experience in me in a lot of ways. So, and he's, he's such like a hard worker and he's so dedicated and he really wants to be passionate about his job. And I'm over here like, I don't care about working. When can I retire? <laughs> like, mm. You know, <laughs> and it's just inspiring yeah. because they're, 
a lot of people who um, I could never imagine being in a situation, you know, um, where I have to pay like a ton of loans or my parents um, weren't always there to support me. And I'm not saying that like that's how his family is, but I'm just saying the difference in like work ethic and the motivation behind it is different between us. Right. So Mm. he inspires me to like work harder and to think bigger and dream bigger and do stuff like that. Because I feel like if I didn't have him, then I would just kind of be like, I'm just comfortable here and I'm not really, you know, I don't really need to push myself if I don't Mm. have to, you know? So that's my two answers. And I don't want to really sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and I don't want to hear any flack about the Kardashians because yes, I know they suck. <laughs> they suck a lot, okay? But they also have no, millions more dollars gonna, than us. I wasn't gonna say nothing. <laughs> you made a face. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say nothing. I actually say all the time that I really respect Kim as a businesswoman mm-hmm. because she she took this like really shitty situation, right? Which was her sex tape, yeah, and where she was kind of being like blackballed by it and turned like and like you said turned it into this empire for her entire family i mean not that they didn't have opportunity before um but the i i can definitely say that the the majority of their wealth has come from having this reality tv show right which wouldn't have happened if kim didn't like take the sex tape as swimmingly as she did and like turn it into this these opportunities for her entire family like kylie's what the youngest billionaire ever or something right. like that like no one would know who Kylie Jenner was if that TV show didn't exist. Yeah. So um, I definitely respect her as a business person um, and as a mother. I don't, I don't necessarily have anything like against her as a mom or anything like that. I think she's cool with her kids. I think she probably raises them really well. Um, there's, there's other stuff from like, okay, you suck. But, <laughs> um, you know, that's that's everybody though, right? So for real, and not everybody has like a twenty four seven camera crew following them around all the time. So mm-hmm. there's like so much that you don't get to see of other people. And I'm sure if you did, I would also think, oh yeah, this dude sucks. So it is what it is. I'm not I'm not mad at at the Kardashians as an answer for who inspires you. I mean, obviously there are tons of other people who inspire me. Um, like Bill Gates and everything he does for the world and whatever. Yes. But if I'm going to say, am I more like a Kardashian or am I more like Bill Gates, you know? You're more of a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bill Gates is a genius and right. classy and white. <laughs> and yeah. A woman of color and kind of ratchet yeah. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah yeah true true that's facts that's facts okay okay so you said that you um would retire when can you stop working so if that's the case why do you get up in the morning like what are you passionate about if you could stop working tomorrow what would you do with the rest of your life oh my god travel well yes travel for sure if I if I had the money, that's what I would do. Um, I mean, why do I get up in the morning? Even though I hate what I do a lot of the time, I know that it, it feeds me and it gives me a lot of opportunities to have life experiences such as traveling. But also, I have a dog 
who I consider my child. Um, so I always tell her, like, I have to go to work so we both can eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's the main reason. When I was really depressed, like, a year ago or a year and a half ago, I um, I would just, like, come home every afternoon and, like, nap all na- all day after work. And I would just, like, get up to eat and walk my dog, basically. But without my dog, I basically would have had no purpose in life. Wow. So I always say, like, I always get up in the morning just because I have somebody who I need to take care of or something. She's a dog. But um, also, yeah, I, I'm not, like, a hustler in a lot of ways. Like, I have a lot of dreams and drop like career goals and whatever but I'm not one of those people who are like climbing the corporate ladder all the Mm. time but at one of our company events one of the sales managers gave a speech about so I work in the food service industry a lot of our customers are restaurants and stuff but we have a, a big majority of our customer base are school districts and so a lot goes behind the scenes into behind the scenes of like planning a kid's nutritional, like their meals, everything has to get, you know, approved by the government and whatever. And, um, and she said, okay, like I said, I was very fortunate growing up, but I know that a lot of kids aren't where, you know, um, they don't always have access to like three meals a day or whatever. So sometimes Mm -hmm. their only meal is at school. And she said, you know, that's possible because we all as a company work collectively make that happen. And so I didn't realize like the impact my job had on, you know, on the micro level like that until she gave and gave that speech. So I always try to like, remember that, like, yeah, some parts of my job really does suck, like the tediousness and Sometimes the people aren't all that great, but at the end of the day, it's like we're serving a, a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess in short, that's my answer. <laughs> okay. That's a good answer. I think I honestly, I never would have considered that either that your job like trickles down to that level. Yeah. You know, the, the people that you in, um, that you kind of affect on the individual level like that. So that's really cool. Definitely. Next question. Oh, this one is a good one. Who do you love and have you told or showed them lately? Oh, um, I love my sister. I haven't told her lately. Well, I always tell her I love her when, when she leaves, like when we're, we are physically together and then she leaves. And my parents and my friends. I don't know who the last person I told I love that I love you too. Maybe my mom, because I just saw her a few days ago. Mm, okay. Yeah. Love is not a word that I just throw around lightly, Andre. <laughs> I, I just be throwing it around. <laughs> That's how you go. I love everybody. That's how you get all the honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will literally tell anybody I love them. It's like, it's really easy for me to love people. I mean, so, you know that I love y'all for sure. Yeah, yeah. But for sure, for sure. We don't really say it that often. That's true, yeah. <laughs> um, that's true. 
it's like it's like more it's just like known and told like through actions necessarily mm-hmm. like i guess i mean like i said you don't necessarily have to tell them but like how do you show your love to people so yeah. i think as long as you're doing that you're gucci i think so okay next question what is your definition of success um i think happiness when you're truly happy is when you know you'll be you're successful so i'm not truly happy right now but okay we're getting deep (laughs) i mean i am happy i'm not but i'm not happy 100 percent of the time and i think it has to deal with the lack of job satisfaction um yeah and just different things but you're not everything's not going to be sunshine and rainbows from what i've experienced for sure so i'm definitely happy right now um and i think success depends on the situation also so when you have like a goal in mind, like going to school or whatever, and you finish, that's oh, when you yes. know you're successful, okay. right? Or if you mm-hmm. were looking for a job and you finally land one, that's like you're, you know, you're successful or whatever. Um, but right now, since I have a job, I finished school. My idea of success is just being content in my career, and actually, okay. long term, my vision of success is when I know that I'm like gonna be okay on my own a hundred percent because I still have a lot of help from my parents in a lot of ways um and I just that like I know when I can just take care of myself fully that's when I know I'll be successful in my own eyes okay I'm pretty sure a lot of people think I'm successful as is but to me, it's like I'm not 100% independent yet, even though I'm going to be 30. And so mm-hmm. I'm still, like, working my way up to that. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, and I don't think that you being 30 necessarily means that you need to be 100% independent. I think that's like, that's like a – it's not really a reality for us anymore. Like, as mm-hmm. millennials and as people younger than us – being 100% independent by 30, it's just, like, it's not possible. Especially if you have things like, um, well, I don't want to say it's not possible, but it's considerably more difficult to achieve than, I think, generations before us. Because sure. of things like our student loans and just, like, um, the cost like the cost of a house now versus when we were, like, children is, like, very, mm-hmm. very different. Like, the cost of the house, my parents' house, like... So it's just like I can't believe that they bought this. I don't know what it was. It was like barely over a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like houses now, like a decent sized house this size is this is like a three hundred thousand dollar house. So I'm like, there. I mean, the amount of inflation that there's been in like the past however many years, twenty eight years. It's just like, and we haven't like we don't have like a what do you call it like a commensurate increase in our mm-hmm. um in our salaries right and like in the amount that we're earning so it's not even like we're keeping up it's just like everybody's getting more poor and the planet's dying and <laughs> we can't use straws anymore like shit is just hitting the fan <laughs> and <laughs> so it's like 
being 30 and relying on your parents a, l- a little bit is okay. I am living with my parents right now, I mean, FYI, yeah. for our listeners. So, There's um, no shame in having to rely on somebody. Thankfully, I've never had to, like, really take out loans or anything. So my parents have always been, like, my point of, so, like, like, my support system in that way. Mm-hmm. But you always think about, okay, because when they were, like, our age, they were doing it on their own. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And I know things are different, but at some point you want to be like that, right? Um, yeah. So that's kind of my thing. And it's just of different times. And obviously success means different things to different people. You can still be successful and still need help. You don't, those things aren't like mutually exclusive, you know? Mm-hmm. Successful people get to where they are because they got help and they asked for it. Um and so just for me, I just, I just want to know that my parents, I just want to be able to like take care of myself more so and more so as time progresses. That's basically it. That's good. That's good. I think that's a good goal. Interesting. You say that because the next question, I forgot what number we're on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the next question is where will you be in five years? If you continue down your current path. So 35, right? Yes, by 35. Um, okay. I honestly have no idea because I've been thinking about going back to school to be a nurse. Um, so that could be completely different if I decide to That could that. be, yeah, true. Um, so in two or three years, I would be a nurse um, and doing something completely different. But... I could also, like, part of me wants to be a nurse because there's a lot of job security and all those benefits and whatever, like we talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. But I could also still be in supply chain in some way or another. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely think in the next five years, though, I will have done some additional form of education in some way, whether it be to, like, get a certification in supply chain to just increase my resume or Mm -hmm. go back to school to be a nurse to start over in a different career. Um, I don't think that I'll still be in San Antonio. Okay. Just because everybody I know is like migrating to like the Houston area. And I just, I mean, I don't really like living in Houston, but I haven't really given it a shot. So Mm -hmm. I am, open to that kind of stuff. But I also, I'm just like all over the place, to be honest. One of my life goals is still to be like able to live abroad somewhere. Same. That is like on my bucket list, like a a must for me, actually. Like you got to live abroad for at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Um, I'm not leaning on anything. I'm just being open to opportunities but I definitely think I'm going to try to just further my education in some way and um I don't really like thinking about like having kids or getting married or anything like that because that's just like you can't plan for that you know you just never know what's going to happen in that sense true true but you can always make plans for your career and I think people who get their master's maybe like me you just realize that you can never stop really learning 
stop. Like you can always take more classes or get more certifications or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I am right now. Um, and I, where I am at my job, it's like a good place. Like I'm secure in this job right now, but I don't think in five years it'll be the same way. So mm. I think I'm okay. definitely going to make a career shift. True. The re- the recession is coming. <laughs> so, we'll see. See, we'll see. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Next question. Almost done. There's only three questions left. This one is: Would the five year old Leslie be proud of the current Leslie? Hmm. Okay. So let's think about this. Um. Five years old. This is kind of a weird question because. When I think of myself as a five-year-old, I don't, I don't know, like, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> For real. I don't remember what happens when I was five. Yeah. This is, like, before you're either just starting first grade, I think, at this point. I think you're in kindergarten when you're five. So what did the kindergarten version of you want to be when you grew up, if you remember? Mm, honestly, I don't. But I definitely think five-year-old Leslie... <laughs> I think definitely, <laughs> I definitely think five year old Leslie would have been surprised at thirty year old Leslie because we are wow growing up I was like really shy and really quiet. Um, I hated being away from my mom. Uh, I didn't really stick up for myself in any way, and I think that continued until I got into high school. So I think there has been a definite shift. And I think she would have been surprised at where I ended up. I was always like a, a mommy and daddy's little girl. So to be, to have done what I've done, like moved away and uh, got a job in a bigger city, all that stuff was probably surprising to little five-year-old Leslie. Um, it's also like a Filipino thing to be with your parents for as long as possible True, yeah. There's there's also cultural so, like influences there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what was I doing when I was five? And I was in kindergarten, living the life. <laughs> were you were you living in Corpus already? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So Yeah. Five year old me wanted to be a lion, so <laughs> very disappointed. <laughs> uh I mean I didn't really start thinking about what I wanted to be until I was in high school, I think. And I, I oh wow, like okay. we talked about, I was all over the place. But yeah, little ugly didn't really have. They made us um, when I was in fifth grade. They made us write like on a PowerPoint presentation what we wanted to be like once we were gotten to the career field, like once we like graduated. Um, none of that stuff that I wrote, I am doing. So <laughs> I wrote like. <laughs> I wanted to be like a veterinarian and a marine biologist and a zoologist. Cause I was really, really into animals growing up, like mm-hmm. up until high school, my plan was to like become a veterinarian. Um, and then I just switched to like human medicine. Um, <laughs> but I was just really into like the crocodile hunter and like animal planet and like things where they told you like, and taught you about animals, like love that stuff. So I always saw myself working with animals and now I'm like, ill, don't touch me. So, <laughs> so I love things have changed. <laughs> I love watching like documentaries on sharks and whales and stuff. Well, that's same. But I would never fucking get in the water with one. 
Yeah, I'm good on land. <laughs> I'm good. I do kind of want to go whale watching, like in a boat. Oh, like, I yeah, think it'd be a really sure. awesome experience to see like a whale breach the surface. But I would not be in the water with them. <laughs> well, I went like swimming with whale sharks in the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like this like place off the Cebu where the whale sharks they every morning they kind of swim past this part of the island to go look for fish or whatever. Oh. Um, and then what was it like five, six, seven years ago? I went on vacation. And the locals had kind of just, like, discovered this. Like, I guess they knew about it, but they just kind of made it public. Mm -hmm. So tourists, but it wasn't a lot of tourists. It was just, like, visitors, really, could go and get on, like, these little fishing canoes that Filipinos use and then jump in the water. And you can't be really close to the whale sharks because, obviously, they're whale sharks, right? And you shouldn't be interacting with them because they're wild animals. But you can just kind of scuba or snorkel around them and they had like um, marine biologists in the water too that were like studying their like migration patterns and whatever marine biologists do yeah that sounds so dope (laughs) yeah for real (laughs) and um so it was really cool when i did it the first time and then the second time i went i was like okay i'm gonna take my sister with me because the first time i went with friends and the second time i was taking my sister and it was like a complete crazy zoo it was like just everything had blown up tourist wise and there's oh, just oh. so many people there and you could tell that whatever happened impacted the way those whale sharks naturally behave because they would like feed the whale sharks to appear so it's oh, now wow. like they're okay. not naturally going to hunt for food they're coming to this one spot every morning because they know the tourists are going to be there to feed right. them and so it just was really sad. Um, so now I I feel like one of the things I've learned being 30 um, is what kind of impact we have as humans. Because it's all fun and games. Facts, facts. And then it blows up to be this thing that's not very good for the environment or what's around us. So that's just like a tiny tidbit. But yeah. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Leslie, for our listeners, Leslie has been about that environment life for a long time. This is not new. <laughs> so um, she's stuck to her guns, which is actually super impressive. Um, like whenever I have a question about like environmental stuff, I'll like ask Leslie. Oh, like, hey, Leslie, well, like, I remember I asked you like what brand do you use for your mm-hmm. like dishwashing soap or something like that? Or you like your laundry detergent? So because like Leslie's my go-to when it comes to like environmental issues. Yeah. And her sister has also become like super into that too. Like her sister is like a semi semi famous Houston food blogger mm-hmm. and she like carries her own boba straw so that she doesn't like have to use the disposable ones at the that you get from the um the restaurant which is like dope that's cool so those are the kind of changes I want to make in my life um yeah. and so <laughs> to be honest my sister is the one that kind of inspired me to start doing that because I didn't really know much about it but now I do a lot of research and my boyfriend thinks I'm kind of insane because have so many things where like we don't use paper towels really in my apartment and i mean that's same my mom hates it (laughs) and um i don't really use like plastic trash bags like in my small bins anymore 
Mm. um, just to kind of like reduce things and just things like that where it's like small changes, but you really have to think small to think big, I think. You do. It is a collective effort. This is actually an environmental episode, Uh (laughs) y'all. We're just duping you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Penultimate question. Imagine yourself being a very famous person 10 years down the line. So you're 39, about to turn 40. What do you think you might have achieved that made you famous? Oh, well, I'm definitely not an actor or a singer. Okay. Cross Those are out. out. <laughs> you know what? I think I could invent something. Okay. I really do. Like, I'm not super creative or whatever. But I really sometimes feel like I see opportunities. And if I just had the, like, the backing, you know, the support or the money mm-hmm. to do it, mm-hmm. I could make an idea into a really successful reality. I just need to go on, like, Shark Tank or something. Yes. Honestly, yeah. Everyone on that show, they're just, like, normal people right. who had the opportunity or, like, you know, just decided to pursue it. Yeah. Exactly. That's cool. That's cool. Because I don't want to be one of those famous people who are, like, followed all the time. Oh, my God, same. Like, I want to be famous, but I want my privacy. Like, I want to be a director or a writer because no one knows what you look like, but you're Mm -hmm. still famous. Exactly. Like, I don't know, like, what the writers of Game of Thrones or, like, the creators of Game of Thrones look like. Um, But they were, like, on stage during the Emmys, right? Like, this past Sunday. And I was like, I've never seen y'all before, but y'all are so famous. You have like the most, <laughs> like you have the most watched show of like the past 10 years. So that's the kind of fame I would want. Those are true creatives for real. Um, so yeah, I think I could invent something, something like super handy and useful. Oh my God. That's like literally the plot. So <laughs> you remember the show That's So Raven? Yeah. Yeah. So um it has a sequel now right like a, uh-huh. a spin-off sequel where it's like they're like adults and have children's and stuff and chelsea the redhead like raven's best friend is like famous for inventing this like mop that she uses <laughs> in her house and, like that's like her whole thing it's like you know she's like the mop lady um, oh my god yeah that's kind of wild i never would have i never would have known because i don't have cable and i'm uh living with my parents and they do so that's what I do in my free time is watch Disney oh, Channel. Soak it up. <laughs> Cable is a luxury these days. Honestly, it is. It <laughs> is. I'm kind of pumped because it's about to be like October, which is like Halloween, and that's all the best, the best like Disney Channel stuff. Yeah, it's their Halloween stuff. The so best time good. is Halloween and Christmas time. It is uh, TV and just like. It's just also good for the next three months. And like the holidays and the food, it's all just the best. Okay. Last question. Question, I think, 11. What is the thing (laughs) holding you back? Definitely. Um, So like Leah talked about how I'm thinking about going to nursing school or whatever. Uh So right now, like the thing holding me back is like, fear of failure oh okay because i've never really been someone that's very good at like science Mm -hmm. or with blood and bodily functions is that a landline that is (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so funny story. I forgot they existed until I moved back home. <laughs> I I had the exact same reaction the first time I heard it. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um but yes, continue. I have muted the phone. You're <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, just like the fear of failure because it's not, that's never been something that I've actually considered seriously like when I was growing up because I always thought I suck at everything related to science. Like biology was so difficult for me. Physics was difficult. Chemistry was difficult. Everything was so different, like difficult. So when I went to college, I was like, Obviously, I'm going to suck at all that. So why would I even decide to go into that career? Um, I mean, I kind of want to do it, but I'm also just scared that nursing school is not a joke. It's so hard, right? Everybody is, we yeah. know that's gone to be a nurse has said it's so hard. To get into nursing school is hard. To get mm-hmm. through nursing school is hard. <laughs> to pass nursing school and take the license exam is hard. So mm-hmm. everything is just so hard. And I just don't know if I can do it. And that's what's scary. Um, Like with business school, it it was always like an easy thing for me. Mm -hmm. Because it was like always so conceptual. And you didn't have to worry about real people in real life. Um, So that's one thing. And then just like fear of failure in general. Because if I start a business, what if I fail? What if I lose all this money? What if this and what if that? That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, that's definitely holding me back because, to be honest, I can just do what I'm doing until I'm forced not to do it anymore. Until you're forced out. <laughs> you're too old. Yeah, like, until, like, <laughs> I don't know, until our company gets bought out or I get laid off or yeah, I get fired true. for God knows what, knock on wood, whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's just all about taking leaps once you get older you just yeah. have to push yourself out of your comfort zone true and, true and really think like is this what i want to do like is this where i want to see my life going and always thinking about the bigger picture because you can do things for the now but what about later cool yeah cool well that was our last question how do you feel you are 56 minutes closer to being 30. (laughs) I honestly, so I texted my best friend yesterday, Katrina, and I was telling her, oh, two weeks until my birthday. And then today I realized it was actually only one week till my birthday. One week. (laughs) And it's kind of crazy. So by the time you guys listen to to this, I will have been, I will have turned 30. Um, Dang, that's crazy. It's like weird to be 30 to be honest because you spend like you never really think about things being 30 when you're 20 right that's true yeah yeah. you only just think about oh i'm 20 something and so being 30 is like a huge it's not it's not huge but it's like a step into being older it is Yeah. yeah 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 for sure i had a really weird moment today where i was like thinking of my my parents and like my just my parents generation like their siblings and stuff and how I like just really don't understand them and like the Mm -hmm. choices that they make um and then also like the generation that's in high school right now I'm just like I really don't understand (laughs) y'all or the choices you make 
And so, wow, I was like, wow, being like in your late 20s is really just kind of this weird limbo space. Um, I'm sure like late 20s, early 30s, it's like very similar because it's like you don't have you don't have the power or like the financial freedom or that you have like when you're older. Um, but you're also still expected to make these like very specific and wise decisions because you're not a child. So I don't know. It's a weird space to live in. Yeah. It is really weird. I mean, I'm like, okay with turning 30. I think I'm, I just think it just went by really fast. It did. My tw- yeah, our 20s flew by. It really feels like the right. first, like being a teenager took so long. And the 20s was like, <laughs> the like, 20s was like, hey. And then bye. Right. <laughs> See y'all next just time. Like, yeah. I just feel like it's gone by so fast and so many different things have happened in my 20s. But I just mm-hmm. can't even imagine what being 30 is going to be like. And yeah, so it's gonna be the best. I'm gonna make the most of it. It's gonna be a blast. So yeah, but thanks for interviewing me, Andre. I got you're I welcome. Hope you guys learned a little bit about me. Listening. Yeah, to you guys. It. Um, you should leave Leslie happy birthday comments on our Instagram, which is I'm gonna let Leslie try it out. What's our What's our Instagram tag, Leslie? It's at T O O. Am I messing it up? <laughs> no, I'm no, no, doing you're it right. It's at T O O, the number two zero F for Tales of Our Twenties. Nice, on Instagram. nice. So on Instagram. So make sure to follow us, y'all, um, and leave us a comment. Like, send us some messages if you want to cover some topics. Um, Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We're slowly trying to grow our listener base, um, but we really do appreciate all the people who take their time to listen to our tiny podcast about two just normal, everyday people. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, for sure. Thanks, guys, for listening so much. We will catch you guys next time. Um, like you said, leave us leave us a message on Instagram so we can have topics that you guys actually want to hear. Because we really just make these up like off the top of our head. We do. So um make it up off the top of your head and then we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with we'll that. work with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we are release podcasts every other Wednesday, right? I think is it Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Okay. Okay, every other Wednesday. Um, I believe. Alle- allegedly. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And, um, yeah, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a review. Be nice. Um, and we will see you or he- you guys will hear from us next time. Next time. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.